Well, hey there, American West History and Lore fans. Welcome back to the program. I am your host, Paul Workman, and want to apologize for lack of any podcasts being released in the past two months. I mean, it's, I think the last one we released was the beginning of December. Yeah, I think that's right. So for that, I apologize. Uh, life gets busy. And I was actually listening to another podcast where I think the last episode that they had released was in July of last year. And I really loved this show, but all of a sudden nothing was being posted forever. And I think it was yesterday or the day before. Anyway, they they posted a new episode. and I was like, hey, that's super cool. And anyway, on the episode, they're talking about we wish we could do this more. It truly is a labor of love and Life happens first, <laughs> pretty pretty much is the gist of it, and and that couldn't be more true for this case either. But I do, I don't want this podcast to go by the wayside. I really do want to continue with it. So, gonna try my best. That that's that's the promise I can give you right now. And who knows? Maybe sometimes you'll get four a month. Maybe sometimes you'll get one a month. I don't know. But uh, I I do what I do know though is with your support, we could probably probably get more out. So share the show. Uh, tell people that you like it. If you do, go give us a good uh, good rating and review on iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, whatever you listen to the show on. So that would be awesome. So for that, I give you a pre-thank you. I anywho, for for this episode, as so let's step back a minute. Originally this show was called what's that ghost town and i've since deleted all the ghost town episodes because they were branded as such you know they were the introduction was what's that ghost town so i kind of wanted to to redo a few of those episodes so for for those of you who have been around for a little bit you've probably heard these episodes but for any newcomers this is all going to be new information to you i'm just going to be branded with the american west history and lore tag so without further ado let's jump right into it. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the ghost town of South Pass City. Now, where is South Pass City? South Pass City is located in Fremont County, Wyoming, and its two closest towns are Lander, which is 32 miles to the north of South Pass City, and Farson, which is 40 miles to the south of it. Uh, the, the town was discovered in 1867. Um, on who discovered it, re- the reports of gold being found along the upper banks of the Sweetwater River had been floating around since the 1830s and 1840s, but it wasn't until a group of prospectors who were headed to the South Pass area in the spring of 1867 stumbled upon a ridge atop Willow Creek. Uh, there they found a vein, which was rich in gold ore. Now, this would essentially become the Carissa Lode, and according to Rossiter Worthington Raymond, an American mining engineer, a legal scholar, and an author, when working the vein, the group of prospectors was attacked by some Native Americans, killing three members of the mining party. Uh, this would ultimately put a halt to mining activities for a short time, but the winter following the incident, 
the work started again, and I guess, according to history, it was really worth it. Uh, they mined around $1,600 of free gold, meaning it was easily separated from the ore. And in the gulch just below the vein, another $7,000 was obtained. Uh, it, it was this mine that the town was essentially settled around, given the name South Pass City, appropriately named after the path one would take in order to reach the area. So South Pass City peaked in 1869 with around 2,000 people calling it home. Though 2,000 people may not seem like much by today's standards, this was a huge number considering that many of the prospectors who found gold in the area most likely had no intentions of sticking around and placing roots in South Pass City. They were there to make a quick buck and scram, basically. By 1868, social activities and events really began to pick up and and many entertainment businesses such as saloons, billiard parlors, a bowling alley, and a shooting gallery were open for business. Now, with What's That Ghost Town, the moniker was kind of, it's not the town that made the people, it's the people that made the town. And that definitely was the case with South Pass City. In fact, a significant American first happened in the town in 1868. As many of us know at this time in our nation's history, women weren't allowed to vote. And to hold public office, you know, because that's only things that men were capable of doing. But it was with the help of William Bright, who was a saloon owner, former justice of the peace, and was part of the first territorial legislature of Wyoming, and his wife that got the ball rolling on a woman's suffrage bill. He had moved from Cheyenne, Wyoming to South Pass City, as part of the legislature used his position to introduce the woman's suffrage bill in a bipartisan effort the Democrats passed the bill and the Republican governor signed it into law, making the Wyoming Territory the first place in the United States to allow women the right to vote, hold public office, and even serve on jury duty. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be for another 50 years that the National Women's Suffrage Bill was passed. But this was a great start at, you know, for our nation, and, and with this, it wasn't long before a woman by the name of Esther Morris applied to be the first justice of the peace in South Pass City. The commissioners looked at her application and voted two to one in her favor. She served for about nine months and then resigned. Uh, Esther wasn't only the first justice of the peace in South Pass City, though. She was the first in the whole nation. Another notable woman in South Pass City was Janet Sherlock Smith. Her and her husband were Mormon converts from England and arrived in the town in 1868. Their original plan was to head to California and get in on the gold happenings there, but instead were enticed by the newly discovered gold in South Pass City. It wasn't about four years after they arrived that her first husband passed away. Uh, needing to take care of her, her and her children, she managed to grab hold of the lease and contract of what is now known as the Sherlock Hotel. This was a good business for her and her children as they would take in miners clean their clothes, and feed them. She eventually remarried a man by the name of James Smith. He was a local business owner, and together they opened the Smith Sherlock store, where again, she was a very popular person with the miners. James eventually passed away, and Janet was again on her own to take care of things. She died in 1923, leaving behind a legacy of hard work and caregiving. Notable as well, but maybe not for the best reason, was a woman by the name of Polly Bartlett. 
Though her story can't be 100% verified, it makes for a good South Pass City legend. The story goes that Polly and her husband, boyfriend, not quite sure what he was to her, had a sort of boarding house out on Slaughterhouse Gulch. Polly was known to be a woman of ill repute and also had a house of ill repute as well as a bar. Many folk wandered out to her place, yet for some reason many never seemed to return. One day a group rode out to her place and found many missing men buried in the corral. You see, Polly and her man ran a scheme. She would lure them into the bedroom, and after they were subdued, the man would kill them and then rob them of whatever belongings they possessed. She would eventually be brought into town, tied up and displayed in front of the schoolhouse, only to be shot and killed with a shotgun by someone who was evidently not too happy with her. Kind of a strange story there. Now, as I said, South Pass City peaked in 1869, and soon after that, the gold in the area quickly ran out. After this, the city was still somewhat of a hotspot for commerce, transport, and social activity, but its status had diminished from what it was. By 1870, folks started packing up and leaving South Pass City, and by 1871 and 1872, the town was nearly empty, with the exception of its diehard residents. It wasn't until the late 1890s that South Pass City experienced a revival when John C. Spry found new hope in the Carissa Mine and funded his local manager, Barry Tibbles, and entrusted him to get all he could out of the mine. It boomed from 1898 to 1905, and during that, and during that time period, more than 2,000 ounces of more than 2,000 ounces of gold was taken from the mine. Spry and Tibbles had differences, however, on how the mine should be worked, and eventually, with most likely being fed up and dealing with it, Spry tried selling the Carissa, but was unsuccessful. Uh, he shut it down in 1905. In the 1920s, some Washington state investors formed the Midwest Miners Corporation and took over the Carissa, in hopes of starting another revival of the mine. Things seemed to be going well until the great stock market crash of 1929 happened, and all operations were quickly abandoned. In 1946, Micah Mountain's Mine, Inc. refurbished the Carissa and South Pass City again saw a small boom not only with the mining industry, but also with the social and economic activity. But by 1949, things again began to slow. Very little was being mined in 1953, and thus the end of Carissa's gold production was upon the town. South Pass City had been bypassed by a big highway, and most, most of its devoted citizens had to leave, because there was simply nothing left for them there. In 1967, a group got together with the hopes of preserving what was left of the city, and today it is indeed recognized as a Wyoming State Historic Site. So a big question with ghost towns always is, can you still visit it? And South Pass City Historic Site loves to welcome visitors. The site typically opens in the middle of May and is open seven days a week through the end of September. Being as there is over 20 original buildings still standing, and the Carissa Mine can be toured, one will easily be able to spend a solid day there without the chance of boredom setting in. The city hosts many special events throughout the year, but perhaps the most exciting event is Gold Rush Days. Here you can watch a vintage baseball game where the teams wear turn-of-the-century uniforms, stamp mill and a printing press demonstration, 
will be shown and live saloon music and reenactments take place. South Pass City may be very well a ghost town, but it's very it's a very celebrated one. And remember, you know, when you go to these sites like this, remember to always respect the area. Don't illegally snag any mementos and be sure to bring plenty of water as Wyoming can sure get warm in the middle of summer. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of American West History and Lore. As I mentioned in the introduction, this was a uh, a redo of a previous episode when it was uh, a What's That Ghost Town. But we do have some new stuff coming for you, so please be patient. Uh, feel free to check out the Facebook page where I always post little updates about, uh, you know, just quick little snippets of, of historical places, things like that. But yeah, Facebook, go search for American West History and Lore. Also, go check out our website where you'll find show notes. It's mysteryandhistory.blogspot.com. Also, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. We would really appreciate it. It helps get the, the show out there a little bit more for more people to be able to hear it. Also, if you have any show suggestions, feel free to email email me at thepkworkman at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-P-K-W-O-R-K-M-A-N. Thanks, guys, and we'll catch you next time.